0: If you follow me on Instagram at Preppy Publicist, then you know I love Wheezy. I have their towels and robe and can't say enough good things about them. So I was beyond excited to chat with co-founder Liz today on how she came up with the idea and even where the name comes from. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to remind you to pop over to thepreppypodcast.com to shop merch from the podcast, including cute sneakers, drinksters, clutches, clothing, and more. And my influencer friends learn to pitch brands like a pro with my virtual pitching course now available on PeakedPR.com. Okay, now let's get into the interview. All right, so why don't you let everyone know who you are, where you live, and what you do? Yes. Hi,
1: I'm Liz Eicholtz. I live in Savannah, Georgia, and I am the
0: creative director and co-founder of Wheezy Towels. Awesome. And I love my Weezy products. I love the towels. Will got me the robe for Christmas and I'm obsessed. Now I've been like eyeing (laughs) another version of the robe. I'm like, I need it for all Which one did he get you? He got me, it's the long sleeve, like longer one with- um, Is it white or a pattern? It's a pattern. It's a blue okay. and white pattern, yes. Amazing. I love it. Yeah, I absolutely adore it. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about growing up at first. Like, were you entrepreneurial? Yes. Or were you into design? Or was this something that came later? Like, what was it like growing up as a kid for you?
1: Yeah. So I grew up in Austin, Texas. Um, and I was definitely always very artistic. I was always very into art. My mom is artsy. Um, I had some really amazing art teachers when I was younger and one particularly in middle school and high school that really encouraged me and, um, you know, really told me that I could make a career out of Mm -hmm. art um, and that I had, she said, something special, which was so sweet and that Mm -hmm. I should go for it. Um, So that, that definitely made a huge impact in my life and then um my dad is very entrepreneurial and I really um watched him kind of like start a lot of businesses growing up um and he, you know he always tells stories about me like going around the neighborhood and trying to sell like kumquats off of our trees. So I had like, you know, little entrepreneurial uh, moments growing up for sure. And then I, um, I started another company before Wheezy right out of college, and it was a silk sleep mask company. So um, it definitely has come to me naturally and, and been something that I've, I've always been interested in starting my own thing for sure.
0: That's awesome. So tell me about like college. Where and what did you study? Was it something to do with business or art? Yeah. So I went to the University of
1: Georgia, which I absolutely loved. Athens is the best city in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And I started as a journalism major. I thought I wanted to do like art direction and the art side of magazines. And once I was actually into the major, I realized that it was really more of the editorial side And um, soon realized what I wanted to do was graphic design, which would be the art side of magazines. So then I switched over to the art school um, and the graphic design school at Georgia, you have to kind of like apply to it and try to get in. So that was a very long process. So I got in and it ends up, you know, Georgia is a huge university, but the art school and the graphic design major is actually a really small group. So I was with like a group of 15 all the way through. Wow. Um, And then I was a painting minor. So I switched over to the art school and it was the best decision.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so cool. So you mentioned that you had a business before a So and yes. did you say you started that right out of college or in college? It was a few years after college. I was I moved to New York after college. Um okay. and
1: it's it's really so random how I started it, but um I lived in a sorority house at one point in college in a a room with three girls and we all had very different sleep schedules. I feel like everyone in the art school was up at like odd hours painting and whatnot. Um, So I needed a sleep mask. So I became really addicted to sleeping with sleep masks. And then when I lived in New York, I had this one brand that I loved. It was a silk sleep mask, and it was the ti- It was kind of like hanky-pankies. Like you would see them okay. at checkout counters at a lot of different stores. Yeah. And I stopped being able to find them, mm-hmm. and I realized that it was an older company that um, had closed. And I I had one of those experiences where I went into a boutique like four times in a row, and they said – oh, uh, we used to carry them, but we can't find a replacement. Oh. Um, and just had one of those moments where I was like, you know what? Maybe I could make the replacement. Um, and I was living in New York City at the time, so it was kind of the perfect way to do it. I had manufacturers and fabrics kind of at my fingertips mm-hmm. um, and just kind of dug in and figured out how to produce them there. The company was called Tempe Row, um, and it was – Luxury silk sleep masks that had fun little sayings embroidered on the front.
0: Oh, so cool. I remember when yeah. those were like really popular, and I'm uh-huh. a sleep mask girl too. I uh, <laughs> especially traveling for work. That's like if I can oh, keep yeah. something consistent, it's like my yes. noise, my sound machine on my phone, and then my sleep mask. <laughs> I am the exact same way. And then I can like sleep anywhere and yeah. like
1: try to be. <laughs> My schedule doesn't have to be super disruptive. So yes. I feel you.
0: <laughs> exactly. So now when and why then did you decide to start Wheezy's? Like how did yeah. that come about? Yes. So
1: um, it was originally inspired by my experience registering for towels when I was getting married. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, I had lived in New York and, um, you know, in tiny apartments with a bunch of roommates. So we kind of always had this like hodgepodge of towels. So I was really excited when I got married to go get, you know, my first set of adult luxury towels Mm -hmm. and put them on my registry. And um, I was in one of the big department stores registering and had one of those moments in front of what I'm sure most of you can picture, one of those big towel walls. And I was just trying to figure out what the nicest were and why and what what were the differences between all of them and why were some, why were the prices so vastly different? And, you know, this task that I had been so excited to dig into kind of became this like very annoying errand all of a sudden that I was (laughs) having to do research on and understand all this jargon. Um, and again, I just had one of those moments where I was like, there has to be an easier way to buy. Just, I just want the nicest towel on the market, Mm -hmm. you know, at not an insane price. Um, and I also was living in New York kind of during the direct-to-consumer boom of, like, Glossier and Away and Outdoor Voices and just all of these brands that were, like, really catering to customers and had these, like, very seamless shopping experiences. And, you know, when everyone was getting used to instant gratification on Amazon. And so to have this, like, very convoluted shopping experience for something seemingly so simple, I was like, there has to be a better way. Mm-hmm. Um and then I went to go get them embroidered, as as one does with their bath linens. Um, <laughs> and the wait time was like 12 weeks. So again, I was so used to like this instant gratification that yep. I was like, that felt like a lifetime. Um, and then it was all don- done offline. I was texting back and forth with the sales associate. She was sending me pictures out of a book. Um, so it all just seemed like this wild, archaic experience to me. And um, enter my co-founder, Lindsay. She also lived in New York. lived in New York. We originally met in college through mutual friends, and she was going to Columbia Business School at the time and also kind of has an entrepreneurial mind and... It's just something we started talking about and the conversation like kept snowballing until it seemed like an idea that we really couldn't ignore and we felt like there was a really glaring hole in the market for a luxury bath brand that was had a seamless just joyful shopping experience
0: and just made it easy and delightful to buy towels I love that because before <laughs> you guys, I used to get all my towels at like Mark and Graham and Pottery Barn and they took mm-hmm. a long time. And this was, you know, pre like forever ago when yeah. the supply chain wasn't even as crazy as it is now. Right. And I remember it did. It took forever for – and they were relatively simple embroiders on them. Yeah. Um, And now that we're
1: in the business and we do all of our embroidery in house, we understand why lead times are so crazy. Yeah. Um, And it's definitely one of the hardest parts of our business, but we are like so committed to keeping those short. Mm -hmm. Um, That's definitely like one of our key value props.
0: And I think you guys do a great job with that. one of um the first sets that I bought for you from you. It was maybe around the holidays a few years ago or something. I don't uh-huh. remember, but you guys had a lot going on and so the lead times were a little bit longer. but the customer uh-huh. service was insane because you guys sent me a little makeup um, one of your blue <laughs> makeup remover towels like as yeah. a hey, like it's on its way like, yeah. but longer than normal. And I think right. that goes above and beyond. I'm so glad that made an impact because we try,
1: you know, we're like very customer service obsessed. Um, We, it's really fun. We, well, I think it's fun. We switch off customer service weekends. So Lindsay and I still do a customer service weekend and it's like truly my favorite thing to interact and just have those like little moments of delights, delight with our customers. But um, I'm so happy to hear that made an impact because those little moments are Yeah, it's something
0: I remember, like, years later. And it probably, you know, it it cost you guys a little bit, but it wasn't insane and it made a big impact. And instead of, you know, being – you know, upset that something was going to take longer. I'm, I'm a pretty low key consumer, but <laughs> in terms yeah. of, I don't get, I understand just from working in the industry. Um, right, right. but it, it just went a, it went a long way. So. Oh, well that makes me so happy. <laughs> so now what were some of the first steps to launching Weezy then? Like you have this idea. So then tell mm-hmm. me about next, like sourcing, setting up a yeah. website, like all of that.
1: Yeah. Um, Honestly, this is what I tell people all the time just a Google search. Like you just have to start. And we started with a Google search. So, towel manufacturers in the US. And I feel Mm -hmm. like it's one of those things where one conversation, you learn more and more during every conversation. So, we would talk to one factory um, and learn something that we could ask the next factory. And we quickly learned that there weren't many or There were almost no towel manufacturers left in the US. And we kind of pinpointed the areas we needed to focus on. Then we learned that there were textile shows we could go to. And um, in between all of this, we kind of like ordered every towel on the market to try to decide like what is our perfect towel. And then we surveyed anyone and everyone we could get our hands on and Mm -hmm. to also be thinking about, like, what are people looking for in a towel? So once we kind of put together, like, our recipe of what we wanted, um, Lindsay went to one of these textile shows in Germany while I was literally in the hospital giving birth Um, (laughs) and really serendipitously found our amazing manufacturer out of Portugal and Um, had a suitcase of towels with her and kind of showed him like we like this about this towel we don't like this about this towel. It was really important to us that they were you know table stakes made out of the best materials organic 100% long staple cotton but then also we wanted them to be soft and fluffy but to actually dry you off.
0: Mm -hmm. That
1: was a big complaint we heard from a lot of people that a towel would be soft and fluffy but not really like whisk away the water. Yeah. Um, And then also that they didn't They weren't still wet in the morning. That was big for us. So that was kind of like our perfect recipe. So we found this after many meetings. Um, Lindsay found this manufacturer and we really just kind of like fell in love with them and their operation and the product they were able to produce. Um, So that was the product. And then um, we worked, my background is in graphic design, as I said. So um, started just kind of putting together the visuals of the company. What do we want this to look like? We I feel like we were responding to a lot of um, companies out on the market that felt very like monochromatic and modern. Mm. Um, So we really wanted to bring like a little bit of life to the branding and make it fun. Like, you know, it's this utilitarian item that you use to dry off every day, but it's also something that, you know, you use every day and it should bring you joy. And we really wanted that. Um, kind of just this like approachable, friendly, joyful mentality to come through in the branding. Um, So we hit the ground running there and started working with a branding firm um, out of Charleston, Fuzz Co. Um, So working on the branding, working on the website, um, figuring out how is this going to come through on our social and working on editorial series like our Hype Girls and our Bathroom Diaries and kind of just trying to get together like a, a cohesive brand Um, yeah, so long story short, it was kind of like research, digging into the product and then digging into where are we going to sell this online? Let's get get together our our
0: branding and our website. No, definitely. So now, um, what was the first product you guys launched with? Did you launch with a couple? And then how's that different from today? Like tell people who might not be familiar with your brand, like what you guys have today.
1: Yes. So we launched with white bath towels with colored piping. I think Mm -hmm. we launched with like six colors. um, And now we have closer to like 10, 12. Um, But during our research, we really learned that like 99% of the people that we were surveying at the time just wanted white bath towels. So we leaned into that. We wanted it to be very curated from the beginning and then to really listen to what people were requesting for our next product launches. Mm -hmm. So we did the white bath towels with piping, um, with a curated group of uh, embroidery fonts. And then we came out with, uh, I think bathrobes were next. So we did a long bathrobe, a short sleeve bathrobe, which is my personal favorite, Mm -hmm. Um, and just really worked very thoroughly on like the small little touches. I feel like that's – it's like the devil is in the details and those little things Mm -hmm. really matter to us. So like on the bathrobe, for example – We knew we wanted kind of like a classic hotel robe, but we made the shawl collar a little bit smaller so that it didn't get in your makeup and wet when you're washing your face. And we always attach the ties and we have buttons so you can roll up the sleeves. And um, so we really just get very close on those little details. And then um, I think next was beach towels. So then And then a little wheezy collection, so kids' hooded towels, kids' robes, bibs, um, men's robes. And then since then, we've done like kids' Um, cover-ups. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. And then in between all of that, we've had a lot of fun collaborations, which is also one of my favorite areas of the business. Um, Coming together with another company and producing something that we wouldn't Produced on our own. So, our most recent was a fun roller rabbit collection where we took some of their Pima cotton and applied it to our robes in a little mommy and me moment. Um, And then we just came out with our first set of patterned towels, which has been really fun. Um, I feel like they're very on brand for you, but just bringing <laughs> some color and pattern and, you know, grand millennial, millennial vibes to the bathroom. Um, so it's been fun to kind of step out from white since that's what we launched with.
0: Yeah, no, they're beautiful. And those, uh, roller rabbit robes have been on my wish list. I <laughs> hope <hold> well. <laughs> <laughs> I, they're so fun. It, was, it yeah. was
1: really fun working with their company
0: too. That's awesome. So what would you say has been your greatest like marketing tool? Would it be social media, word of mouth, influencers, or, you know, I actually just interviewed someone and she was saying her email, uh, marketing list actually. So what's been your tool Uh for marketing? Um,
1: really it's like all of the above. It's such Mm -hmm. a combination of things. I mean, when I think about my own consumer habits, you know, all get an email and I'll see something on Instagram. I'll see an influencer use it. Then I'll see an ad. And then it's like, it's really a timing thing when I pull the trigger. Um, so it's hard to, uh, on the marketing front, I, I know a lot of companies have this problem, but trying to attribute like, where did this sale come from? Was it an Instagram ad? Was it an influencer? Was it a press article? Was it an email? So Mm -hmm when I'm comparing it to my own consumer habits, it's kind of like a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, but really, I think that for us, word of mouth is still one of our biggest marketing tools. We have a, an app called Inquire that uh, plugs into our Shopify that when you check out, it just says, how did you hear about us? Huh. Um, and we still see word of mouth being um, the way that the, the majority of people are hearing about us, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, that's really good. I mean, that's ideal, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what would you say has been the greatest challenge so far with Weezy? Um, I think for me personally, I'm I have a lot
1: of ideas. I'm kind of like an idea machine and I get really excited and I can churn them out really quickly. Um, I feel like the creative side is, you know, just what comes naturally to me. Mm-hmm. So I think really prioritizing those ideas and deciding what is right for the brand when mm-hmm. um, has definitely been a challenge for me. And it's it's where I've leaned on my co-founder a ton. We're like true opposites in so many ways. She has a finance brand and I'm more of a creative. I'm more of an optimist. She's more of a pessimist. But mm-hmm. it's the perfect pairing because like I really need those guardrails and yeah. someone – Taking 100 ideas and saying, I think we should do these three and I think we should do them at this time. Um, so really learning to prioritize and not go after everything at once, I think, mm-hmm. has been a challenge for me and something I'm working on all the time. Um yeah, it was kind of an unanticipated challenge, but when I was reflecting on uh, for this interview, it definitely came to mind.
0: Yeah, I am the same way. I am an idea girl. I was talking about that with my photographer the other day cuz he's the same way. He like started a coffee business and he like has a vlog channel and his photography uh-huh. business for weddings. And like I get yeah. that. I'm like I get all these ideas and then I'm like, okay, like I'm doing it. And it's like yeah. not everything's instant. Not everything is a good idea or like it exactly. might just be the wrong time. And right, it's hard to reel it in, <laughs> right, exactly. so what um would you say on the flip side, like has been your greatest success or something that you're really proud of that you've done with the business?
1: Yeah. Um, I think honestly, just launching like having something turn from an idea into a conversation into, okay, no, we're gonna do this, and then telling people about it and then, you know, jumping into action and doing what needed to happen to actually launch the company. And then just like all the stages of watching that happen. And then, you know, you turn on the website and you sit there thinking like, oh, is anyone actually going to show up and buy? And then, you know, it starts with family and friends and then some strangers start to trickle in. So, you know, that we've we've been in business for three years now. Lindsay and I worked on it really for like a year before we launched, um, but I think just watching something go from an idea into fruition has been extremely satisfying and gratifying for me.
0: Yeah, especially as an idea girl. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's a double edged sword
1: because then the <laughs> idea is just
0: flowing. <laughs> um, I forgot to ask this earlier, but where does the name come from? I've always been curious.
1: Yes. Um so naming a company is so tough. We went through so many names. Um we actually finished our branding with the name Georgie and then ended up having to change it because Walmart came out with the name George for uh, a <laughs> like inner company brand and the branding was like eerily similar. It just wasn't <laughs> meant to be. Um uh and Lindsay has a grandma Louise and I have an aunt Eloise who both had the nickname Wheezy. Oh. And as a brand, we like it because it's kind of a metaphor. Like we're, we like to see Wheezy as like a new age hostess. Like you can have luxury towels in your home and it, it and and be a great hostess, but it doesn't have to be stuffy. People mm-hmm. can still be having fun, et cetera, et cetera. So kind of like a modern take on hosting. And um, we liked that Wheezy was also kind of like a modern take on a more traditional name. Mm-hmm. Um, so once we, like I said, there was a long list. We went through many. It's really funny to look back at the list. I remember we had like sister and Peggy and Penny, but it was all <laughs> kind of the same vibe of these yeah. like names that are almost like resurfacing and coming becoming popular again. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, once we landed on it, we were both like, okay, I think this is right. And we definitely, you know, got a few people that were like, oh, like little Wayne. And we're like, Uh, no, quite the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think of that until you just said that. Okay, good. Of course, that was it. I remember when we launched or put the logo up on our Instagram, that was like the first comment we got (laughs) and we like, no matter what the comment is nowadays, we will, like, leave it and respond to it. Like, we don't delete anything. But, like, it was yeah. just my instinct to delete it because it was my worst nightmare. <laughs> Once so it was like, okay, <laughs> we cannot be deleting people's comments. Like, just let other ones flow in. Um, but, of course, it had to be, like, the very first one that hit our Instagram.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so, uh, where do you get inspiration from? Or, like, who inspires you? Either on, like, a design level of when you're coming out with new things, um, like – or even just a person. It could be either or. Yeah. Um. Definitely
1: travel. Mm-hmm. We, My husband and I actually just got back from Paris this week. We went <laughs> over to um Europe for one of my friend's weddings. And just – I feel like every time I come back from a trip and just see somewhere new, especially hotels in new cities, I'm just like so inspired by yeah. – those ideas systems, again, <laughs> materials. Yes, exactly. Um, definitely came back with some new ideas. Um, it just always energizes me. So definitely travel, especially seeing new hotels and new cities, um, and then other brands, whether they're in the luxury space or the direct to consumer space, um, and especially ones that are like so d- have such different products. Mm -hmm. I love connecting with other founders and other creative directors and just kind of comparing notes. And I always walk away from those conversations very inspired.
0: Definitely. Yeah. I love – I'm someone that loves reading books on entrepreneurship too and like other people's journeys. Yeah. Yeah. So, I have a good one for you that I
1: just finished. Oh, what um, is it that you might like? It's called Obsessed, and okay. it's a book on branding from one of the founders of Red Antler, who oh. have, um, they've done the branding for a bunch of brands that you would know, like a Casper and um, Otherland candles, some some other more well known ones. But it was it was a really good branding book.
0: Oh, I'll have to check that out. I just finished Rebecca Minkoff's book. Um, Oh, I've heard that's good. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I, in college, like always had her morning after bag. And so like, Uh she's like such a a cool designer that I sort of grew up with in college. So it was cool reading her journey too. I didn't realize um, a lot of it.
1: I listened to her on a podcast recently. I can't remember which one, Um, but I'll have to check that out.
0: Yeah, for sure. So who would your dream customer be? Like if you could pick any celeb or influencer or royal or even like maybe yes. an icon that's no longer with us, like who do you think is the wheezy like girl, guy, like that is the brand and you'd love to see yeah. with your products?
1: Yeah. Um. So we. it's really funny. So when Lindsay, when we were starting out and Lindsay was in Columbia Business School, she um, signed up for a launcher startup class mm-hmm. and we kind of like split the homework and it was a way for us to test working together and just kind of like pressure test the idea in general. Um, it was a great experience and she had a project based on this question, like who would be your dream customer? Like who would be the celebrity or influencer you would want endorsing this? And we've like stuck to the same person. And to this day, it's who we say and who we like dream about doing something with. Um, It's Reese Witherspoon.
0: Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Everyone that I interview on this podcast, I would say 98% of people say Reese. She's just – Really? Oh my God. She's like a modern – I feel like everyone's going to look back on her you know, years from now and she's going to be like the Grace Kelly of our time. Or like, yes. you know what I mean? She's just so yeah. good at so many things, honestly. I know. And like
1: such a supporter of women and just like – I think aligns. We would love to work with her because I feel like she is into luxury things, but doesn't isn't stuffy and um, has Southern roots and mm-hmm. is so modern. Um, and yeah, we just we would die to do something with her. Definitely, she she would be a great girl for you. <laughs>
0: yeah. So Put it out into
1: the universe. Totally. Knows <laughs> and wants to tell her to head to Wheezy Towels. We are here with open arms.
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So since this is the Preppy podcast, I always ask everyone, what does Preppy mean to you? Like, how would you describe Preppy in these modern times?
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like it is like leaning into timeless classics, but in like a feminine way. Mm -hmm. Um, Not being afraid to play with color and pattern and your home, your wardrobe, your towels. Um, Yeah. I think that's what I would say. Yeah. Totally, our new patterned towels are the perfect preppy towels.
0: Yes, they are. I love those prints. (laughs) Um, So speaking of products, like what's your favorite piece right now that you have? I know it's like a hard question because obviously you love everything, but like if you had to pick one right now that you're really into,
1: um, I would have to say it is our bath mat, which sounds like such a mundane product to outsiders, I'm sure, but. (laughs) This is an item that we knew we were going to launch from day one, and we truly spent two years working on it because of the non-slip dots on the back. Oh, um, you probably have not spent that much time thinking about bath mats, but when we <laughs> went to go work on them, it was very clear. Like you know, we always start with internal conversations that mm-hmm. there were bath mat people, kind of like you know a. A lot of them like in hotels or that you find on the market are kind of just like a hand towel. Like there's nothing on the bottom. You plop them down when you need them. And then there's bath rug people, Mm -hmm. which is more of like a staple in your bathroom. It's fluffy. You wouldn't like hang it up in between uses. And so when we realized that, we were like, okay, we have to produce both or the other group will be looking for the other item. Mm. <laughs> so we we knew we were going to produce both. And then the bath mat in particular, I didn't want it to just feel like a hand towel that you were throwing on the ground. So I wanted to have these um, non-slip dots. We also, when we were – we always kind of send out on our Instagram, like, we're working on this product. Let us know what you want to see. And we had a few like chiropractors and doctors write in that were like, you have to put the non-slip dots on the back because people get hurt, which was something I never thought about. Um, But so the amount of just like time and energy that went into these seemingly mundane (laughs) non-slip dots. Now to have it on the market and we've just started to get our first rounds of reviews in and people are specifically commenting on the dots, it's been very gratifying.
0: Okay, <laughs> so I'm intrigued my- now. I'm intrigued. Yes. Now I need to add this to my wheezy collection because okay. I, I have a I bath mat. I will send you one and you have to tell me what you think. <laughs> yeah, because I have a bath mat, you know, with my monogram and it uh-huh. doesn't have grips though. And so I have two little dogs and whenever I'm in the shower or in the bathtub, they're always like peeking uh-huh. their head in for some reason. Yeah. And then the rug always or the bath mat always moves. And exactly. so I like this grip idea.
1: Yeah. And they're very subtle. They don't wash off. Um you will see. I'll make you Ooh, a number.
0: So cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, any sneak peeks for you? Like, what are you guys working on now, or whether it's yeah. you know a new piece or a new collection or collaboration? Like, could, any sneak peeks or anything coming up?
1: Yes, always. I always get in trouble
0: because I shared far too many sneak peeks on my Instagram. (laughs) Um,
1: But most exciting next thing coming is we're opening a store in Atlanta, a a little gift market. It's going to be a three-month pop-up that we might extend afterwards. But for now, the plan is a three-month pop-up, and it starts October 13th so we are working away with that which has been the most fun project um we're working with Anna Wooten Interiors in Atlanta who's been amazing um and it's so it'll have all the wheezy items you can come touch and feel and see everything in person and then we're also curating a gift shop so other brands and items which has been so much fun um So that is on the horizon. And then the next partnership is with Susan Gordon out of Birmingham. Yeah. Um, Pottery, right? uh, Yes. She's amazing and so talented. And we did a round of bath accessories with her, which are to die for.
0: Oh my gosh, so exciting. Now I'm like, I need to take a trip to Atlanta for this. <laughs> yes, <shop> please. <laughs> we would love to have you. Awesome. Right now. Ne- it's in, um,
1: for those familiar with Atlanta, it's in the East Andrew Shopping Center right next door to On Ray's. So it's in a great area. You can grab a sandwich, do some holiday shopping.
0: We're very excited. So fun. And that's opening, you said, October? October 13th, yes. October 13th. Okay. Very cool. All right. So my final question is where can people find you, shop your products? Like what's your website URL, your social media handle? Um, That way they can, you know, follow along with Weezy and shop.
1: Yes. Um, You can find us online at WeezyTowels.com, on Instagram at WeezyTowels. And then I am on Instagram at
0: Liz M. Ike, which is – Liz M E I C H. Awesome. Well, thank you, Liz. This was so fun. I love, you know, learning more about the brands that I love. So this is cool. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It really was so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to the preppy podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the preppy podcast on social media.